So, Mike, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Happy all the things. I hope Santa was good to you. I hope you had a relaxing and refreshing time. How did how did the holidays go? How was New Year's? How's everything? Really good. It was for all the first time at home for all of it, in like new home for all of it, and I think everything right. came off well. We we cooked an absolutely cracking Christmas dinner, like just oh, a tell me more all up bang out incredible Christmas dinner. And I will tell you, we did such a good job. The turkey tasted good. The turkey actually tasted good, and I've never experienced that before. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I I think I said it about five times while eating dinners. I could not believe that the turkey tasted good. And it did. Turkey tastes good. I find this very challenging to believe. I mean, I, I've never known you to lie to me, but I am, I am struggling believing that any turkey tasted good. The thing about like something a meal like this for me and Indian is we go all out in that mm-hmm. we do pretty much everything from scratch as much as is realistic. Like the one things that we don't do is like we do. Are you familiar with pigs and blankets? Yeah, yeah, we had a little of that for New Year's. Well, well, so, well, well, actually, let me let me back up. What I think of as a pig in a blanket, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to make sure we're on the same page here. What I think of as a pig in a blanket is, like, usually a very, very small version of a hot dog or, like, a, you know, a cocktail wiener, you do occasionally yeah. hear them called, wrapped in, like, some sort of, like, maybe not a puff pastry, but something along those no, lines, a like a croissant roll. or something like that. got it wrong. It's a sausage roll. A pig in blanket is tiny sausage wrapped in bacon. Okay, see, this is why I was saying this. Significantly better than a sausage roll, which is which is what you're okay, which is what you're talking about. Although I understand why you would call that blanket, right? Make it makes sense, but but pigs in blankets, which like sausage roll, uh, sausages wrapped in bacon, perfect, and they're tiny. We call them cocktail sausages, very small Mm. sausage. Um, Anyway, so we had those, but we get those. So we go to a butcher, which is where we get the turkey, the pigs in blankets, and the stuffing. Like the meat stuffing, we just get mm-hmm. that from them. We don't make that, but everything else is done from scratch. Even like we we make gravy f- from nice. chicken legs and like oh, like the wow. whole thing like the day before, like making a roux, everything. Like we do, mm. we go all out, and it was worth it. We've you know what Yorkshire puddings are like those little yes right? oh yes we make those from scratch, which is like I not a thing some. people tend to do because it's complicated. Not complicated. It's just like. It's very easy to get it wrong, but yeah, like we do okay, the whole thing. Uh, you know, one of my favorite sides, maple roasted uh, carrots and parsnips, uh, excellent roast potatoes, the whole nine yards, and it worked and was amazing. Um, best Christmas dinner ever uh, in the new home. Very happy. And this was Christmas Day, Christmas, not Christmas Day. Eve. Okay, Christmas I, I'm, Day. Not snark, I'm not trying to snark here. It's just- Christmas Eve, we had a beef wellington. All out Ooh. this year, man. So man, good. you really are not messing yeah. about. Yeah, Erin yeah. uh, cooked a ridiculous Christmas Eve dinner. Um, her family typically made more of Christmas Day than Christmas Eve, whereas my family did the opposite. We had our big extravagant dinner on Christmas Eve, and then and and anyone that was not like parent to child would do gift exchange. So like grandparents would give to the grandkids, you know, aunts and uncles would exchange whatnot on Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day was you know Santa gifts and whatnot. Um, and, and then there was basically just leftovers to eat. And so this year, I'm not entirely sure why, to be honest with you, but this year we did more of a, my family style thing, even though we were just the four of us and Aaron similarly did a ridiculous meal, uh, for, for our Christmas, Christmas Eve dinner. She did ham, uh, baked potatoes, sweet potato casserole, maple glazed carrots, as you were mentioning, uh, bacon, Brussels sprouts, rolls, uh, Aaron makes possibly the world's best apple pie. Bacon, Brussels sprouts too. So good. Mm. 
Yep, so good. Erin uh, makes possibly the world's best apple pie, and uh, she made one of those Christmas Eve. She was in the kitchen all darn day. I am useless in the kitchen. I offered to help probably every five minutes, but she was wise enough to say, no, that's not a good idea for anyone involved, so <laughs> I will take care of it. But It's very oh, much a joint delicious. effort for us because we have like particular dishes that we're good at. Mm. See, I wish it was more like that for Erin and me. I got to get better in the kitchen. I really do, and it's it's my own fault, but I got to work on that. Let me tell you, man, like... I would just, I would genericize this for existing and future sponsorship things. Those meal kits, that's how I learned to cook. Like, mm. really, like, really, like, because they're easy and they taught me the recipes and it just gave me a bit of confidence. And I'm mm. nowhere near as good as Adina. Like, for me, I need a recipe. Like, mm-hmm. I need to have a, even if it's something that I know how to make with the exception yep. of maybe one or two things, I just always want there to be a recipe that I can refer to and That'd I get a bit freaked out by that. And sometimes if I'm making something brand new to me, uh, I can get a bit frustrated if I don't get it right, but that's just like a thing in me generally rather than just a cooking thing. <laughs> sure. um, but that is my recommendation to you. If you want to get better at cooking, those meal kit things, they make yeah, it so I simple but, like because they give you just what you need so you don't even need to weigh things out. So at first, it's like the training wheels are on. And like, right, right. you know, so I, I, if you want to, if you want to do it, I seriously recommend it. I also just recommend it because I, I mean, for me in general, I just think it's nice when, when everybody cooks, right? I just think that that's a good thing. Yep. And I, I need to be better about that. That's maybe I don't have you. I'm not a new year's resolution kind of guy, but maybe that should be as close as I get to new year's resolution. It could be the year uh, of cooking. If only I had a journal in which I could write, uh, you know, theme related information down, that would be so convenient. You could put your recipes in it every day. Your little recipes you come up with, you could put them in a journal. You are such a good marketer. It's like you did this in a past life and in a current life for that matter. <laughs> doing it um, right now, okay, Sam. <laughs> doing it right now. <laughs> we were talking before we started the show today that I was like, I'm, I'm trying to do stuff with like the Facebook like and Instagram uh, marketing tools. They're like ad tools. It's just so complicated. So complicated. And they yeah. make it complicated. Because of course they do. I recently got banned from the system twice in a day. Oh, cool. That seems like a record. Yeah. <laughs> I got banned and then put in an appeal and they released it. And then they, because I submitted an ad. Basically, I wanted to promote a post that we put on the uh, Cortex brand Instagram, which was a video, like Gray's video. Like we reposted Gray's journal video mm-hmm. at one point, And I wanted to boost that post, right? When I did that, they automatically banned me from ads. And I think it's because it flagged something in a system about me stealing content or whatever from uh, YouTube. Like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. They didn't they didn't tell me, but that's what it was. So I filled out the form and was like, hey, this is who I am. This is who we are. Like, this is why this is okay. And then a little while later, I was actually quite impressed, but it was like within a, an hour or whatever. They were like, yep, no problem. We're now going to put the ad into... To, processing again and then bang another another ban it's like oh come on and then i had to send i then i sent another thing in and was like i just did this and then they let it go and then they let the ad like run for whatever and i'm never going to run that ad again (laughs) i'm sorry how was uh new year's and i ask uh, you know this was uh not a unique new year's for us but it was a somewhat funny new year's for us in that um, well, first of all, we had, uh, you know, some people over, we had our, uh, our brother or Aaron's brother and, and his wife over last year. And we had a couple of fr- friends and, and their kid over this year. 
Um, but we stole, as we have for the last several years, we stole Underscore's uh, tactic of going and trying to find and watch the British New Year, the London New Year celebration, mm-hmm. uh, because that happens at seven o'clock local, which is just right at the right spot for our children. Um, and we were watching this, we were watching the BBC live stream and, you know, it was, it was great. And I, I, I will always and forever have a very, very deep and special place in my heart for London and I'm enjoying this and whatever. And then we're only half paying attention because we're all talking, hooping and hollering, whatever. But then I hear, actually, I think it might've been Aaron that, that noticed it first. I hear what sounds like Queen Elizabeth and I see mm-hmm. some like really trick drone show happening and I start blowing up, you know, the, the four of us, the you and Adina and Aaron and me, um, group chat saying, oh my God, Mike, are you okay? <laughs> and the two of you were like, what are you talking about? Yep. And, uh, and, and I explained, oh, well, whoops, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. And second of all, you need to watch the New Year celebration because you're going to love it. And I assume you did. Yeah, there are a couple of things on TV at that time. And we just so happened to be watching not that one. There's like yeah, three different competing things. And we just weren't watching the fireworks. And I've forgotten mm-hmm. about it. But what I could do is I went onto the BBC iPlayer app and just could rewind the live feed sure. so I could just watch mm-hmm. the fireworks. I think it did a great job of it. Like the, it was, you know, they did some really interesting like uh, marking of times, like things that had occurred in the year, which I don't think is always the way that they do the fireworks show, but I like that they did it that way of like, do you doing a recap of the year? And yeah, it was, I thought it was a very touching tribute um, to our change in monarchy, right? Cause both the queen and the king both had a thing that was like a quote that was said, um, what was played during it, and I liked that they had the drones in Queen Elizabeth's head, and then they like a coin basically, and then it like re, uh, like it like they're like adapted into King George's head, which are, mm-hmm. uh, King George. <laughs> Why did I call him that? King Charles's head. Um, right, right, right. George was what everyone thought he was. Anyway, I don't know why I just did that, but anyway. So, uh, but I was struck by one thing during that, uh, like the whole uh, presentation thing like the whole fireworks show is mm-hmm. there was this moment where it's like they they had a shot of Big Ben and then had a shot of like fireworks and music going on. And I just had this moment of like, I live in the best goddamn city in the entire world. <laughs> that was how I felt in that moment. I felt very yep. like uh, touched by it. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if I'd call London the best city, but I could definitely put it in the top two maybe three at worst i mean so, i don't know and, if i would say it was the best on an average day but in that yeah. moment i felt in that like moment, it was. i can buy it in that moment i was like yeah we do oh actually do you happen to know this is probably a very ignorant american question but do you happen to know if you can like rent out uh one of the rooms in the london eye during new year's is that something that happens or is it shut no, down on account th- of the fireworks it shut down because of the fireworks Okay, fair enough. Because I think we were they use that. the London Eye. Well, that, yeah, exactly. That's why I was no, curious. Like, I think they're using the the little um, uh, pods mm. for running the production. I see. Okay. I believe. I don't think you as a regular person. Maybe some people get to go in it, right? But I don't yeah, think totally, it's a thing totally. that you can just like go in. It feel, would be very dangerous, I feel like. <laughs> Not a great idea. Like I said, it was probably a dumb question, but I couldn't help um, but no, I, I, I really enjoyed New Year's. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the kids stayed up way later than they've stayed up before. Declan made it till 11 o'clock local, mm-hmm. which was easily a half an hour to an hour later than than the like one time he stayed up late earlier. Well, in life. Did he just fall asleep at 11? 
No, not too much. Michaela crashed hard when uh-huh. she went to bed at like 1030-ish, give or take. Um, he lingered a little bit, I think, and then eventually did crash. And he does much better than Michaela with with not having a lot of sleep. He's more like Aaron in actually most ways, but in that way as well. Michaela and myself, we don't handle lack of sleep quite as gracefully as they do. <laughs> and so uh, Michaela was, I mean, everyone was a little bit punchy on the on the first, but you know, we made it work and it was fine. Because I'm just I'm just wondering why did he get to eleven then? Oh, I don't know. It's just because it was an hour change, and we didn't feel like it was worth him staying up till midnight. Because I think that would have been too aggressive. Because his normal sleep time is like eight thirty. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt that. It was it was just surprising to me. Of like, all right, it's New Year's. I'm going to bed at eleven. <laughs> yeah, I hear so you. Close, but I mean, kid. for for him. It's it's like oh my gosh I've stayed up till eleven I've never yeah. done that before in my that entire life you know so it was that a was win enough. you know um, I wanted to comment uh, I had been meaning to watch this video since it debuted a while back and I completely forgot it totally slipped my mind in the holidays and then you were talking about it on Upgrade which I haven't finished but I, I listened to uh, earlier today and, and yesterday uh, the studio tour that uh, it was Ian right do I have that right that yeah my friend uh, Ian, Ian did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. And this was the most I've been exposed to the studio because, um, I don't think the studio exists. No, it did not exist when I was there for your wedding and your, your apartment flat, whatever you want to call it. I didn't have the chance to go visit cause we were there for so little time. So this is the biggest, uh, you know, the, the, the most in-depth tour I've had of any of your living spaces. And uh, it was really good, I, but oh my gosh, you have so many complete workstations in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have like a, a workstation for every hour of the day. Well, I have like three. I'm of jealous my, of my own. It's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I would say there's two videos that people can watch. One is a studio tour, and another is an interview that I did with Ian mm-hmm. that I was really happy with, where we mostly spoke about the things that I do that aren't podcasting, which was fun. Yes, and that was also very good. I watched that as well. It got into a little heavy into the keyboard talk for my personal yeah, taste. Yeah, a lot of people but, would would understand we bail out at that point, but like it's mm-hmm. about halfway through the video, so you still get a bunch of stuff. But it, no, it was very good. Both of them were very, very good, and I and I appreciated that that tour of the space because I'd never. I mean, I don't think you would have like resisted if I had asked, but I never asked you to to like you and Adina to like take me on a tour of the studio on Facetime or anything like that. And, uh, and I kind of regret it in retrospect, but nonetheless, I was glad to see the, the studio tour and it looks like a really great space. It's big. And I can't believe you make it sound good because it's so big and so open. It seems well, like the, the antithesis. I know, I know, but it seems like the antithesis of good acoustics, but you make it work, man. I mean, it was a horrible feeling at first because sure. we thought it messed up. Adina reminded me yesterday, been here for three years now, like we've had oh. the studio for three years. Yeah. 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 Which is, what is kind time? of wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to also publicly thank you. Um, I believe, was it his big Hanukkah gift? I don't remember if it was big. I think it was his big Hanukkah gift, not his big Santa gift. But uh, one way or another, uh, Declan received, uh, what is it, Pikachu? Let's go. Let's go, Pikachu. I was going Oh, wrong. finally. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, and My he long is nightmare is loving over. It. Your, long, your long personal I nightmare is over. I have felt so bad for your poor son. He's <laughs> been forced to be playing the old Pokemon games when no, no, no. the perfect did that. game is out there for him. And you refused. After asking oh, me which game oh, should stop. I get him, months ago you asked me this. Finally, you have bestowed this gift upon your eldest. Yes, yes. Well, th- this is about 90% accurate. Uh, I only had him play the original Game Boy game on like an emulator once just to get a taste of it. And, and unsurprisingly, it didn't really stick because you know he's not used to any of that sort of thing. But... 
He is loving. Uh, is it Piku- Pikachu? Let's go or let's go Pikachu? I think let's, it's let's go. Let's go. It's either let's go Pikachu or let's go, or let's go Eevee. Eevee. Like yeah, okay. the names of the mm. games. Yeah, and so he loves Pikachu. So it was let. So we got him. Let's go Pikachu, and uh, and he is loving it. He, uh, you know, we try to limit how much he plays because you know, he's only in second grade. We don't want him to be like you know a, a, a cave dweller immediately. I'm sure that time will come, but hopefully not yet. And anyway, so he's he's you know been playing a few minutes every day and, and is absolutely loving it. And I wanted to thank you for the recommendation. I know it took me a while to act on it. I'm sorry, but I wanted to thank you for the recommendation nonetheless. It's a great game. I just last night finished the new Pokemon. Nice. He's got a long road ahead. Like loads of so many games. Oh, it's all Pokemon all the time. Yep. It's just nonstop Pokemon. But I would say if he can progress through the Switch games and he'll be he'll have a great time. Maybe skip Arceus when you get to it. You can we can, con, can like we can consult on this later on, but mm-hmm. Oh, there was a movie about that that he watched, like Ar- the Jewel of Light. Is it Arceus or Arceus? I always pronounce uh, Arceus. I can never know. remember. It depends. You're, you're a lot right. of people call it one or the other. It doesn't really seem like there's any consistency, to be honest. Mm. What was it? It was Pokemon. I'm trying to look it up, and I, I'm not going to be able to find it I mean, it quickly, they, make, but... they make anime about basically everything. Like, all of the games relate into right. anime in some way. Like, it's, it is very interesting the way Did I say School it. of Life? It's Jewel of Life. Arceus and the Jewel of Life. That's, interesting. I'm sorry. Okay. From 2009. And he really enjoyed that. So what are you going to do? Uh, but no, I again, thank you for the uh, recommendation. He is loving it. Uh, is there anything else you would like to recommend at this moment well, since I'm giving you a chance? Is this a lead-in to a sponsor? <laughs> Have you met me? Of course it is. But who could tell, though, you know? Oh, stop it. What? I'm just saying you're the king of segways. <laughs> a true segway king. Well, you're not supposed to know they're happening, right? I mean, oh, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to get angry at each other in the middle. Usually we get angry at each other at the beginning of the episode. Now you're bringing it in the middle. That's I true. How it is. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You'll be able to stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell your products, services, the content you create. Squarespace will get you covered. For reasons that we're going to talk about shortly, I believe, I spent a bunch of time uh, in the last week or so tweaking and perfecting my Squarespace website. I decided it was time for a refresh, so I went in, picked a new template, was able to bring in a bunch of uh, images for all the podcasts that I do. I wanted to create kind of like a personal landing page for all of the things that I do. And I was in and out. It's like, you know, just like... I don't even think it took me an hour, honestly, to do a complete redesign of my website with all new content. That is just how simple and easy Squarespace is to use. You get started by choosing one of their best-in-class website templates. You customize it to fit your needs with the colors and style that you want. It is easy as just browsing their categories to find the perfect starting place. You can then, if you want to set up a blog, it's really easy to do. You can share any type of content, photos, videos, text posts, stories, anything. You can categorize them, share them, and even schedule your podcast, your posts, I should say, to make them work for you. And if you want to set up an online store, they have all of the tools that you need to start selling things online. Physical goods, digital goods, it doesn't matter. Squarespace has got you covered. Go and check it out for yourself right now. If you go to squarespace.com analog, you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch your website to the world, use the code analog at checkout and you will save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com analog and then the code analog to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show into 2023 and all of Relay FM. So why would you need, to, or why would you have maybe a reinvigorated interest in having a landing page on the internet? What's going on? So about 90 minutes after we recorded our last episode, I, I posted this. my last tweet. Yep. <laughs> 
so I don't know if I'm... So basically what happened was we recorded our show and we spent a lot of time talking about it. I then immediately had a session with my therapist. And then as soon as that was over, <laughs> I was like, I'm clear, baby. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh. Well, and I, it was funny because we had just spoken about it and I knew you were going to visit with your therapist subsequent to the episode and we had mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, hang up on each other because we ran long, which is fine. Like, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not bothered. But uh, I, that was last I heard, you know, and that was it. And then next thing I know, I see a tweet. <laughs> Mike is like, well, peace out. I am leaving and I'm never coming back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I guess he really did move fast well, on I that. I didn't huh? say I'm never coming back, Like, but well, it is fair, my fair, intention fair. never to come back. But I'm not going to say that because, you know, I don't know. It's in That's the same fair. as like my intention is never to join Mastodon, but like I'm or like use it, I should say, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm saying is, I I'm off Twitter and I and I've left Twitter from my perspective, and I don't want to 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 go back, and I also have no intention of using Mastodon or or replacing Twitter with anything like Twitter. That's mm-hmm. my goal here. Mm-hmm. Is that going okay so far? It has been a breeze. Well, that's good. I genuinely cannot believe how easy it has been uh, to let go of Twitter. Which it's just one of these weird things. I've done this before. There was a there was a time, long time ago in analog history, where mm-hmm. I left Twitter for like a month. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Just to see what it was like. And there were two things. One, I remember having that feeling then of like it was easy. But I will say it was easier this time. Like I was just happy to just let it go and, and gone. Like and, and I've not missed it. Um and I at the moment am like perfectly happy with where I am and where I'm not when it comes to social media mm-hmm. and being available online. So are you filling in with other places instead? Are you like suddenly the world's biggest Facebook fan or something? <laughs> well, Facebook I have a Facebook account, but I haven't used like the blue app as they call it. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. years like mm. I often sign in to Facebook Messenger like I get a new phone or whatever and I like don't think about Facebook Messenger and then Adina will say like oh my brother wished you a happy birthday and I'm like whoops and then <laughs> I have to go <laughs> log in to Facebook Messenger in January having never opened it again and there's like four messages from like random friends and family kind of thing um Instagram, I guess. I, I, I would expect right now, I haven't really paid much attention to this particularly, but my expectation right now is I'm spending more time on Instagram and Discord than I was before. But I am perfectly happy with that. Like that was what I was looking for. Like that was my intention. It's like these are two places where I'm going to spend a little bit more time. I've put more feeds into my RSS reader, but I'm not currently spending as much time in reader as i was expecting i'm still kind of checking it only a couple of times a week or whatever which is like before my shows where i need to know stuff right so like my news focus shows um i would like to get into habits of checking that more but i also did this just before the holidays so like i'm also intrigued to see that now i'm back to a more regular working schedule is this going to change anything am i going to feel different or whatever like sure Right now, no, I actually feel like <laughs> I also have this feeling of like recently when I've been working, I felt way more productive. Imagine that. Because <laughs> I'm not wasting time on Twitter instead. And like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't always a waste of time. Like, it was valuable. And 
but it, there was also wasted time. It's because you you didn't know if it was going to be valuable, right? Yeah, just totally. oh, just go and like, all right, I'm going to go check Twitter now. Will this be good? Will this be bad? Will it make me feel good? Will it make me feel bad? Like I was just like submitting myself to this, whatever is going to happen there, and like this is why for me, I'm not looking to replace Twitter with anything. Because I'm actually thinking my life might be better without that form of media in it. Mm-hmm. And I would like to be able to have a little bit more control over the way that I can feel about things. So here's the, what I'll say is I don't want the noise of everyone all the time. And the issue is me being addicted to getting that noise, right? That makes sense. And there are also, there are people out there who just want to fight or want to insult, right? They, they just want to be mean or whatever. And I totally. want to try and take a break from those people being able to like randomly control my emotions at any time. Like, and I, people can send this stuff to me in multiple ways still, but Twitter was just seemed to be particularly bad and was getting just worse. And I'm going to be real, all right? Now, look, I'm sure Mastodon's great. These people are there still. <laughs> I'm convinced of it. And so it's I, don't, I just want to try and take a break from like this weird space that I've gotten myself into where... I would open Twitter and immediately would have my guard up because it's like, what's going to, you know, like what's going to be here now? Mm, and mm. I don't have that now. Like, and I'm happy. Like, I don't feel this way when I go to Discord because everyone in Discord is super nice, right? Uh, I don't feel this way on Instagram because like, I just don't seem to get this stuff on Instagram. If I go to Reddit, sometimes I'll feel this way, but I don't go to Reddit that much. Like Reddit is more of a work thing for me than a than like a I'm gonna go and see some what's going on. Sure. So I'm kind of mm. ready for it. But I, Twitter was a place that I wanted to go to get information, see what my friends were up to. But at the same time, I could also have anyone tell me that I was a moron. Mm-hmm. I want to pick a fight. Or bad with at me. your job. Mm-hmm. Or bad at my job. Yeah. Or like I can't believe you haven't done this, or I can't believe you. Like, and I just don't. I don't want all of that all the time. And I've found that there are certain places where people, even when people are mad at me in email, say it's better. Like people, when people when they're mad at me in email, they at least explain themselves clearly, right? Because they have a lot of space, right? So like I've had like really interesting debates with people over email about things that like I can, like we're completely. It's like say for example when we were talking about the Roe v. Wade stuff, right? on mm-hmm. certain shows I've mentioned it and you know like would point would like try and encourage people to go and check different uh, resources and donate to charities and stuff on Twitter people were just telling me that like I can't believe you want to kill babies right and but in email I would get these like much longer thing and would have debates and I had like debates with a couple of people and there was one I remember it the guy was like look you know like we clearly disagree on this but like I respect you you know, and it's just like, I don't know, it was like a different, like a more real way of talking with another human being, right? Totally. Where like, we all encounter people in our families where we disagree completely on certain issues, but we still love them, right? And I, mm-hmm. I think that there are certain types of communication where you can have these conversations. I don't want to replace this email, but all this is to say is like, Twitter is not that place. 
and it hasn't been that place for a really long time and it's getting worse. Now, my belief is that this isn't a thing that is uh, only on Twitter, <laughs> right? Like Mastodon is somehow free of this. No, I don't believe that's the case at all. It's like I 100% can understand why people are enjoying Mastodon right now because I believe totally that it is like what Twitter in 2010 used to be, right? Where it's like just nerds talking about nerd things and having a good nerd time, right? And I bet everyone's loving it and I would love it too. But the problem is where I am with my mental health right now is I need to take a break from feeling like I live my life under some form of like always getting ready for somebody to jump on me. And so I've decided I'm good for now. All right. So like Mm. I'm good. I'm taking some time for me to like figure out if I want this type of noise in my life anymore. Right now I'm saying, nah, I'm good. Like I'm going to be real, right? I've wanted to leave Twitter for a long time, but haven't been able to do it because it was a bad thing to do professionally um, I was worried I might be out of touch with people and then also I was a little bit addicted to it and all of the Elon stuff just pushed me over the edge and also gave me the cover that I needed to be able to do this like yeah. because now yeah. I can do it and people aren't going to be like ah oh, Mike's out of touch now I do run that risk for not joining Mastodon right but f- I'm I'm willing to take that right now because I've got just enough of what I need to be able to leave and just like take a break from it and I'm away from it and I'm trying to like find ways to bring that information in like I've considered I don't know what you think about this but like I've considered like maybe at some point in the future I might set up like a alt Mastodon account so like I can still see what people have to say but like it's not Mike Hurley you know what I mean Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I can at least read stuff so I feel like I'm in touch with people, but I don't know what my real issue is. Like, is my issue reading those kinds of feeds are bad for me? Or is my issue that people that want to be mean to me upsets me? Like, what is my bigger problem here? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what that is. So that's a long uh, way of saying that I'm off Twitter right now. And, you know, as is normal on analog, I'm being a bit more raw with how I feel like this is, I'm not saying this stuff on other shows and I won't say it on other shows. Um, but that's kind of like where I am with it. And please stop asking me to join Mastodon. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> please stop. You know, like, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I admire what you're doing. And I think, it is incredibly important to to be away from this sort of thing right now for you. Like, I think for you, you need to step back, like you said. And I I don't know if you said it verbatim just a moment ago, but I want to say verbatim what you wrote in our show notes. And, And I think it's a really powerful and succinct summary of what makes Twitter crummy. And what you wrote was, I want to break from people being able to randomly control my emotions. Mm hmm. And I would like to co-sign that and triple co-sign the following bullet, which reads, I am not that great at letting things wash over me. <laughs> the Casey List story, even though you wrote it, it is the Casey List story. Um, and I couldn't agree with both of those sentiments more, truly. Like, I, I really completely and utterly agree with you. Um, I think the thing that gives me pause, other than my just unabashed addiction to all of these things, which I, I am saying jokingly, but also is probably uh, uh, mildly, if not very problem- problematic, but 
leaving that aside, the thing that that scares me, and that's a bit dramatic, but the thing that scares me about leaving Twitter and Mastodon and you know leaving everything behind is, I, and I don't have a specific example, but you ever have you ever been at a job where like once a week or once a month or maybe even every day everyone goes to the same pub or bar or mm-hmm. restaurant or what have you. And that's kind of like the watering hole for that job. And you can still be a functional, well-liked, well-adjusted employee by not participating in that. But there's a lot of intangibles that happen if you go to that watering hole. So as a silly example, more specific example, my very first job at a college, I worked for a company that did uh, casino games and this was in Charlottesville, Virginia. And for whatever reason, they really enjoyed Outback Steakhouse, like the bar there. I think they knew a bartender or something like that. And that was the connection. But like once a month, all the nerds would go to Outback. And there were times I went and there were times that I didn't. But a lot of of bonding happened, of course, because alcohol, but more just because it was all of us together somewhere else. It was all of us at the water cooler together at the same time. And that was very powerful and very important. And the thing that freaks me out about leaving all that behind, and I'm not trying to argue with you, to be clear. I don't, I'm not trying to argue with you at all. I'm trying to convince myself to follow in your footsteps and I'm failing. Um, the thing that scares me is leaving that behind and not being a part of that water cooler mm-hmm. and not knowing what everyone's, t- well, you know what, here's the thing. I was going to say what everyone's up in arms about because that was my natural reaction. But it's not just that. I think no, that's indicative that. of a problem. It's indicative of a problem. Yeah. That, that was my first way of thinking about it. But it's more than that. It's just, what are we all excited about? Yep. What are we all talking about? You know, like, as a silly example, would I have known that everyone was obsessed with Andor were it not for Twitter? Well, yes, I would have. But you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it scares me to not be a part of that. It, and, and, and I'll give you a chance to talk here in a second, Mike. But like, leaving that aside, I also, I am pretty bad actively maintaining relationships. Like I, I I think with a certain core group of people like you and Adina, you know, I, I I think I'm better about reaching out and saying, you know, little things or sharing little links here and there and maintaining an active relationship. But with a lot of people that I really enjoy, I am not particularly good at maintaining an active relationship. And, and I am, I'm, I worry, and you, you had said something about this earlier. I worry that if I'm not paying attention to Twitter or Mastodon or what have you, that I'm not going to know what James Thompson is up to these days. And I consider James a, a friend, a, you know, a pretty good friend, but I, I'm not as good at reaching out to James and sending him a message, you know, an iMessage or whatever, as I should be. And I'm picking on him because he's in the chat, but it, it's a great example. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I want James to go away from my life, far from it, but it I, it's not fair for me to put the burden on James to to be the one reaching out all the time. And I think I kind of subconsciously accidentally do that. But but I I, I worry that I'm not going to pick up that slack. You know, I worry that I'm mm-hmm. not going to be the one reaching out and and saying, hey, man, how's it been? You know, and, and, and that scares me because these are people that I care about that I don't want to lose from my life. And I, again, I think I'm being dramatic again. But you, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yes. I, I just I, I really... 
I worry about that. And then the final thing that I worry about is oh for all the t- yeah. no, this is no, this is it. I swear, I swear, I swear. The, the final thing I worry about, it, I'll make it quick. Is I think it is, I think it is occasionally health healthy and useful for both parties that anyone in the world can send me a message. And yes, this works for email, but it's all it feels heavier and older and whatnot. Anyone in the world can send me a quick message and ask me a quick question, and I can answer them. And we have now, to some degree, bonded. Or similarly, I'm having a programming question, and I don't have the faintest clue what an answer is. I've looked all over Stack Overflow. I can't figure out the answer. I can tweet that or toot it or post it or whatever we're calling it these God, days. I hate that it's called toot so much. I hate that so much. <laughs> I love it and I hate it all at the same time. Oh, I hate but anyway, it. But nevertheless, I can, I can, I can flatulate it. I mean, I can post it. See, and this is the presumably, issue. <laughs> and, but presumably I'll get an answer, right? And, and I don't, and selfishly, I, I, I like having that. I am not the world's best programmer. I would love, I would love to be able to continue to tap that resource. And, and what do I, how do I replace that? You know, I can ask about these things on the show, but the, the, you know, this show and ATP are not like Casey's technical support hotline. They're supposed to be very different than that. So what, what do you do? And so I guess to summarize, you know, and, and I appreciate you kind of summarizing as I'm talking, like, I want to know what everyone's talking about. I want to maintain relationships. And I also want to have those parasocial relationships and or like, you know, tech support that I would potentially lose if I didn't have this outlet. Right. So I've been thinking about all of these things, right? Because I'm I'm actually... I've done it, right? So, like, I'm thinking about it big time. The I want to start with what you were talking about when it comes to friendships, mm-hmm. right? So, we have a friend who uh, I was I spent some time with recently, and we were talking about this stuff. Um, this is before I made my decisions, but we're, like, circling around it. And he referenced to me... You're familiar with parasocial as a term, right? Yeah, yeah. Where it's, you know, kind of, well, my understanding of it anyway is it's kind of like a one-way relationship. Right. Like, you, you, someone knows a lot about me, or maybe I know a lot about someone, but not vice versa. That's how it's mostly used, right? But he used it as, like, we all have parasocial relationships as friends, in that I feel like, oh, I know what Case is up to. Like, or I, like my brain tells me that me and you are, we've had like, we've been sharing things with each other recently because I read mm. your tweets, but that's right, right, not right, right. real close. And like that, I don't think that that realizes itself in a stronger bond as friends because you've that's not fair. told it to me directly. You don't even know I've seen it. You know, mm. like how often would one of us say to each other that I don't know if you saw, but. Right. Yeah. 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 Where, yeah. like, That's if fair. you had just told me by telling me, then it would be an actual real thing that you shared with me and I remembered, and it became a part of the tapestry that we weave together as friends. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so they were saying, like, and that, like, really stuck in my brain of, like, my friendships are real, but they're maybe not as strong as they could be because we're not actually sharing things of each other. We're like sharing things widely and I get to like just take that information in. I don't have a way to solve this issue for me right now 
except I need to be a better friend to the people I care about most. Like there are people that will get lost in this, right? And I know this, it makes me sad and I wish I had some other way of doing it. However, I don't, I had not really been tweeting for a really long time. So I'm, no one's losing this from me. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you know, yeah, I, I, cause this is the other thing of like, what I wanted to say about the tech support thing of like, I get that and I understand why you do it, but I stopped asking for this stuff a long time ago because it's that meme of like, Oh, the weather's so nice today. I can't believe you would talk about the weather. Don't you know <laughs> yeah. people have bad weather? You know, like yeah, 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 yeah. So totally. I've, and this is what I referred to, and I think I've spoken about it on this show of like every time I would send out a tweet that was like a public tweet, I would ask myself, "Am I willing to lose the rest of my day to this?" And if the answer was no, which ninety nine percent of the time it was, I wouldn't tweet it, right? Yeah, because. If you have an opinion about something and you have a large enough audience and you share it, you have to be prepared that you're going to lose the rest of your afternoon defending your opinion. And so I stopped doing this kind of stuff a long time ago. But in your very specific situation, and not that specific in our audience, of like being a developer and needing an answer to a question, much more efficient than Googling, right? I get that. But I don't really have those kinds of things in my life at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I would just do the work, right? Like I would do the Googling, like whatever. Um, people can keep up with me on Instagram and like so if that's like a thing people want to do they can do that because I'm still there but I still need, I need to work on the friendship part of it and like that's a thing that is in my mind for right now and like is part of my yearly theme like in that I want to at least for the people that live in the same town the same country as me using time that i'm gonna carve out in my week to spend time with them and i've already started to try and like take chips out of that and then i need to work on a broader thing but i don't know what that's going to be yet because this wasn't actually a part of my original plan for the year so i don't know yet about like how do i keep in touch with like we get to talk like this which is at least something right like we have a thing where we know every month we're going to talk to each other and there's always going to be a bit before and after where we can have like a how are you doing kind of thing, which is just between mm -hmm. the two of us. But there I have a lot of friends who I consider very close to me that I don't do these things with and how do I make that a part of my life? I don't know yet. The other thing that you were talking about that I want to touch on is the thing that I'm concerned about the most, which is relevance. So that's yep. the idea of like you going and being at the same restaurant as everyone else, knowing the jokes, knowing what people care about. Like that is the thing that I am most concerned about of like, do I become irrelevant because I don't know what everyone's talking about right now or I don't know what's cool and or do people forget about me because I don't post? That last one I don't think is going to be the case because, I mean, people listen to the shows or they don't. And like, I, I don't really think I have that many people that cared about my tweets but didn't care about my shows. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. like they really cared yeah. about the tweets. Like there were no tweets, so you were good. So, you know, like a lot of the stuff for me is I feel like I'm just on my shelves more. And it is going to mean that like, and I'm trying to find a way to weave this in. But like, if I have something that I want people to know about, I need to talk about it on my shows yeah. rather than just being able to tweet about it. And that's just the thing that I need to work out, like what's the right balance there. And that's just going to be a, like a thing that I work on over time. Um, the But the bigger issue is what if I don't know what everyone is, is, caring about in that moment like a great example that i thought of i think this this morning the last night when i was in the shower of like i think maybe one of the bigger issues is there is a topic that is sensitive 
and I don't have the words that are correct. A really good example of this is Ukraine, right? So mm. I could mm -hmm. be aware of the fact that there is a war in Ukraine. I could be aware of the fact that Russia is invading Ukraine. What I wouldn't necessarily be aware of without having something like Twitter is that the Ukraine is not the way you say it, and it's Kiev, not Kiev. Right, right. These right. were things that I learned because of social media and that I could, in my position, find myself in a situation where I use these wrong words. And it might take a really long time before people are able to tell me. But in that, I just need to think to myself, well, I'll just do what I always do. Someone tells me and then I apologize, say I didn't know, correct myself and move on. Like I've done that so many times, but like that's a thing where there will be undoubtedly a lot of me slipping up on stuff like that there are terms and words that haven't come past me because i'm not seeing people post these like you gotta know tweets and like that's the other problem you, know, you find out like 700 times because everyone thinks that they're being original <laughs> right yeah 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 but i'll get there because we have an audience that will tell me and by and large will tell me with good intention in mind, right? In that, like, they're not looking to, like, haha, gotcha, you know? Yep. And also, you know, you can't be cancelled if you're not on Twitter anyway, so, like, it's fine. <laughs> well, no, you can find a way. I'm quite confident. How can I they, hear they what can't cancel me? I'm not tweeting. Well, yeah, but I mean, they can start yelling at your show account or whatever the case may be. But, uh, like, there isn't one, and I'm not looking. Well, there. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 and I think, I think that all of these things that I'm so worked up about, I think there are ways around it. Like, you know, yes, I wanna, there are. And I think, you know, what you had said, you know, with programming questions, just do the work. I mean, to be clear, I do do the work. It's only when I'm really desperate that I really turn to Twitter to answer mm -hmm. a problem. And that's, and that's partially because, yes, it would be much easier if I just, you know, fart out whatever question I might have on Twitter. But it's exactly what you said, you know, a little while ago. Am I willing to deal with all the the to wade through all the garbage to get to the one good answer that gets me over the edge? Usually, no, not really. It's not worth it. It's not worth all of that angst and agita and, and whining and complaining from people on Twitter. You know, why do you even need to know this? You should do this a different way, blah, blah, blah. That's why I don't turn to Twitter with a programming question unless I like really, really mean it and really, really need it. With regard to parasocial relationships in, in, in a in, in parasocial stranger relationships, you know, someone wants to reach out to me and um, and ask me a question and have me answer. And it's not like they're they're needing, you know, three hours of my time. They want like 10 seconds of my time. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at Discord right now and, you know, Mrs. Soup is screaming about it. Kathy's screaming about it in the Discord as we speak. Um, you know, Discord could serve that in a lot of ways. Of needing the, needing the help if you need the help uh, yeah, or something. Well, no, this is the other direction. Like, I want to be available to someone that listens to my shows because I know how fun and how cool it is for me to tweet at somebody that I admire that has no freaking clue who I am and have them respond, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how amazing is that? And I want to be able to provide that for people. I hope that doesn't sound too self-involved, and I hope you understand I mean it with good intentions. But, like, if somebody, for some reason, wants to hear my two cents on something and it's not asking for a whole lot of my time then yeah, like tweet at me or whatever. Or, and, 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 and um, I know there's a lot of like very particular rules about how, when you can and cannot message a host in discord, but like leaving that aside, like it could, the discord serve that purpose, you know, and it probably could. Um, and, and 
but then, then again, you know, there is a small barrier to entry with the Relay Discord. It's not a complete and utter free-for-all, which it's I think money. is for the best. But it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think it is for the best that it's not a free-for-all. I think it is for the best that there's a barrier for entry. But, you know, th- uh, am I willing to accept that? And the answer is probably yes, but I don't know. Plus, I just real I'm too old for Discord. It's so busy. It's so busy. And I need, like, someone to show me how to make it less busy because it's overwhelming. But you that's right here. click on there. a channel and just say mute this channel. Uh, I know, it's so I know. easy, KZ. I, I did that. In fact, I just did that this morning, There is an entire actually. channel in our Discord called Discord 101 that explains these things <laughs> to you. Fair enough. And I actually did just this morning mute a whole bunch of channels. So Good. I'm down to quite a bit fewer than I was earlier today. And I'm feeling somewhat better about it. But... Um, but anyway, but yeah, I, I think that would help a lot. And relevance, I think I can I can get to some degree from like private slacks that I'm in. Um, but I think a lot of that I could get from like the relay discord or or you know the six colors discord or whatever the case may be. So I think these are surmountable problems. The question is, am I willing to put in the work to retrain my brain and 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 into learning how to do it a different way? And I think the one big problem that I don't have a good answer for is how do I become a better friend to people I care about? And I don't have a good answer for that. And I think the only real answer, as it is with any sort of relationship, is you got to put in the work. Yeah, you got to put in the work. And you're not going to get everyone. Like, that's the thing. Exactly. Your friend exactly. circle may shrink, and I have to be, I have to, like, just accept that. Like, it's not great, but. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. And I don't want, and again, I'll pick on James, not because I'm like looking to kick James out of my life, but just for the sake of discussion, like I decide that I have, and I'm, you know, I have like 10 or 20 or 30 people that I really want to really want to maintain an active relationship with. And what if James just falls by the wayside? Like that would suck for, well, definitely for me and maybe for him. (laughs) He's very upset in the the discord right now, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like I, I don't want to have to like make a list of like, not that it's that explicit, but you know, I don't want to have to like figure out who I'm going to spend the time, you know, working with and on and, and who I'm just going to let, you know, fall into the ether. And, and, and I'm really uncomfortable with that. But that being said, I think there are ways to make this work. And I've been slowly getting better at trying to maintain an active relationship. Like take underscore for an example, we have a FaceTime call basically once a month. And we did that. If memory serves, we did, well, we had lunch together once a month when he was uh, still close by. And then we moved to FaceTime when he wasn't so close by. Um, but what I, what I learned from that, and this is the one pro tip I have, and probably everyone knows it, but me is you can't leave a FaceTime call or a lunch or what have you. And I, and I have a local friend, my friend, Sam, that's here in Richmond that we've been doing lunches together. You can't leave the lunch you're at without scheduling the next one. Because at least for me, if I say, okay, bye, underscore, it's great talking to you. I'll talk to you in a few weeks. We'll figure it out. Nope. You never figure it out. You never, or at least for me anyway, you, yeah, I never figure it out. I have a problem with podcasts sometimes. <laughs> some of my shows, if like, if it's not, I have some shows, they're not on like a fixed schedule. And if like, you don't arrange it, well, it ain't gonna happen, you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, how, how are your uh, volcanoes these days anyway? Uh, don't even, but, that's not the one I'm talking about, but that is one of them. <laughs> I wasn't yep, thinking uh, of that one, but that is one yep. of them. It's, it's almost been a year, Mike, almost a year. Uh, but anyways, I, I, I think, you know, I could, in, and now I'll pick on James in a happy way again. Maybe I'll, it's, it's, it's a sandwich, James. It's a sandwich. Uh, but, you know, what, I could schedule a FaceTime call with James, and, and I know that before I leave that FaceTime call, 
he and I have got to figure out whenever the next one is, you know, and, uh-huh. and that isn't that burdensome. It isn't that big a deal, especially if I'm not losing 93 hours of my day to Twitter. So <laughs> this is a surmountable problem. You can't do that though, right? Like you can't have even monthly one hour FaceTime calls with all of your friends. Exactly. You, that's all exactly the, the right. list of people. Like that's the real hard part of it is like, Social media has opened us up to making so many more friends and like there's just like I don't know how to deal with it. I haven't got an answer to it, but like I know it's the thing I'm thinking about. Yeah. And I'm just gonna have to deal with that when it comes. And it's the same as like the the relevance thing of like I'm just trying to stay plugged in in the places that I can and hopefully I'll pick it all up. And if I don't, I'll find another way to do it because I do have a job to do, right? And like my job yeah. requires that I remain uh, up to date with certain things. I think I can probably do it with RSS, but if I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will find some other way of doing it. Like I have been, I've brought in a bunch of um, Mastodon feeds into Reader in a folder called VibeCheck. And if I feel oh, like I need a clever. vibe like on that. something, then I'll just go mm-hmm. and look at what like a few people that I know will have something to say about whatever's going on in Apple, right? They would post. But like most of the time, I'm not reading that. I just mark it all as red because there's just like not mm-hmm. a thing going on. But yeah, at some you. point, there's going to be a thing going on and I just want to see what people uh, have to say about it. And Yeah, that's very clever. I really like that. I'm just trying to work it out, right? Like I'm just trying to work it out. Um, and you know, I come at these things differently to some people like Steven left Twitter ages ago, like in, in a way where like, he just didn't make a big thing out of it. He just did it where I'm making mm-hmm. much more of a big thing out of it. But I, know, I don't think that this stuff, I, I don't know if it bothers him, but like it bothers me differently. Cause maybe I'm just a little bit more neurotic than he is, but like, <laughs> I'm just, you know, but like, I'm thinking about it a lot. I'm talking about it a lot and I'm working through stuff a lot. Um, but Steven has done this a bunch of times, so he already knows how to handle it. Like he, he, yeah. he will take a lot of time on social media and then come back and take it on. And I've, this is kind of new for me in a way. And I'm just trying to like work my way through. And I think I'm doing good right now. Like I feel good. Uh, and I feel like I'm handling things pretty good. Uh, and we'll see like how it ends up shaking out. But right now I feel like I made the right decision. All right. Well, we'll do me a favor and I'm, I'm not being snarky. I really mean this. If you find strategies for any of the things that we've talked about that you feel like work really well, either privately or publicly, I want to know, yeah. because I think, I think this is something that a lot of, a lot of my friends, you know, those that podcast and those that don't, you know, all of my friends, I think, a lot of us are struggling with similar questions like, you know, what, what is the right balance of social media? And it can be Twitter or it could be Instagram or what have you, you know, what is the right balance of, of social media and not, and what's the right balance of, you know, putting the stuff on the internet and, and keeping it private between people you really care about. And so if you find strategies that work for you, they may or may not work for me or anyone else, but I want to hear about them because I, I might be employing them sooner rather than later. Well, your first thing is you need to go RSS up. Yeah, you know, I, coincidentally, I was thinking about that earlier today, and th- we've had a topic in the show notes that I don't think we're going to talk about today, okay, but no. uh, but the, the topic reads, Casey hates RSS uh, and, and abandoned it, and I, or hates RSS, and I changed it to, Casey abandoned RSS a couple of years ago, and and I think you're right. I think I need to start crawling back and, um, and, and start re-embracing RSS and finding more of my news that way. All right. What, what, is, what, what is good these days? Because Twitter is not good these days. I can tell you that. But what is good these days? 
Let me tell you about ExpressVPN. You've probably heard by now, and you will have heard during ExpressVPN, as you should be using a VPN when you connect to the internet. But adding an extra step to anything that you do every day can sound like a hassle. It is a hassle. But what if you knew how easy it was to protect your connection with ExpressVPN? You'd be doing it already if someone could tell you. Well, I'm here to tell you that ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. For me, I will connect to ExpressVPN when I'm in, say, hotel rooms, I'm on public Wi-Fi, and I want to just know that I'm good. I want to get that just, like, peace of mind. What I like is how easy it is. If on my Mac, it just loses my menu bar, and I can just click it, just click connect, and I'm done. And what I love about ExpressVPN is how fast the connection remains. So I can still watch video. I can change my location and watch video from somewhere else. It really is awesome. ExpressVPN gets rid of all of the things that you hate about VPNs. It's VPN done right. It's blazing fast. Other VPNs will slow your connection to the point where maybe it wasn't even worth connecting in the first place. ExpressVPN doesn't do this. It doesn't lag, doesn't buffer. You can stream in HD with no issues. It is incredibly easy to use. You just open the app, click one button, and enjoy instant protection across your devices. The fact is, once you connect to ExpressVPN, you don't even realize you have it on. Your connection is secure, your data is encrypted, and you can spoof your location so you can have access to content available outside your reason. That is why it has been called the best VPN by CNET. Right now, go to expressvpn.com slash analog and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's E-R-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com. Do that again. <laughs> E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash analog to get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash analog. A thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. I struggle particularly when they're written out. Like if I was to just read it, right? If I could, I could just spell it by like reading it, but like in the ad copy, it's like spell out like E dash X dash, and that's when I can't do it. But if I just yeah, spell yeah. it, like I just read the word, then I'm fine. I mean, that's just there's my a, brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a um, there's an old, old, old stand up special by Kevin James. When people knew who Kevin James was, this is the guy from Hitch and um, King of Queens, if I remember right. Blah, blah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same guy. Uh, this was people knew who he was, but he wasn't like super big at the time, right? And he does a stand-up special, and and this is surely different in the UK, but in America, there's like this phone num- number rhythm, right? It's it's three numbers da, and da, four da, numbers, so it's da 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 da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah. So it's you know in America, it's ba 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 ba, and he does this whole big song and dance and rant about when somebody has broken phone number rhythm, it breaks your entire freaking brain, <laughs> and it's <laughs> so good. This is from uh, Kevin James Sweat, the small but stuff. But this is very true of like with my uh, cell phone number and Adina has it with her cell phone number. Like you develop your own rhythm. Like mm-hmm. my, I'm not going to give him my number. My rhythm is da 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 right? And if Say like Adina would read it back to me in like a different. I can't. I don't know what my phone number is. Like if she tries <laughs> exactly. to read it to me, and it's like da 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 da. da. Like, I don't know what you're saying. You yep, need to start. Yeah. Go back to the beginning, and we'll try again. So. Try again, not in Romanian this time, right? Da da da. Right. Uh, anyway, I wanted to uh, cover cover a couple of uh, quick mini topics uh, real fast. I wanted to share that uh, Santa's big gift to Aaron and myself is Hamilton tickets for here in Richmond. And I am oh. super, super duper excited for this. Um, we have not seen any sort of live show like that. We want, we saw the Nutcracker like five, 10 years ago here in Richmond around Christmas time with some friends, but we haven't seen like a proper musical since I think I surprised her with Legally Blonde tickets like probably 15 years ago, which was very good. Uh, you would think it would be a little not great, but it was very, very good. Um, anyways, we haven't seen a musical in forever. 
And I am super pumped to see it. They're coming through Richmond, I think in April, if, me- if memory serves, and they're doing several shows. Um, Aaron and I love Hamilton, as we've talked about on this show many times. I am like five plus years late to the Hamilton train, but here I am trying to you know, be the, the conductor of the good train Hamilton. And so I am super duper excited to see it. And I am, I am just hopeful that it lives up to, its expect- to my expectations and lives up to its potential because I am so pumped. I don't see how it couldn't. There the are same. there are three touring companies. I think. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one you're seeing? Not I that have it makes not any a clue. difference, really. I have not a clue. I, I, it's a fair question. I have no idea. They have. I like it. They had the Philip cast, the Angelica cast, and the and Peggy cast. There are different. I think each, if I'm remembering so rightly, good. each cast has its own name. Even the like the London one has a name, and the mm-hmm. New York one has a name. And then they had the different touring companies. They all have the because there's an Eliza cast, I think, which is not one of the North American touring ones. But gotcha. maybe that could be like the one in Puerto Rico or the international tour or whatever. Right? They have like different. Um, names for the different like companies i guess you might call them but yeah i'm excited for you when when are you get uh, apparently tony in the discord is saying richmond is getting the philip oh yes. well today i learned good to know when are you going roughly you don't have to dox yourself uh it's mid-april ish i mean it's it's pretty off i don't i don't remember the exact day to be honest with you and i wouldn't specify the exact day just for opsec but it's sometime mid-april ish or thereabouts right. That'd be great, man. I'm very excited for you. It's a very, I've been getting the itch. I want to go see it again. But Adina keeps saying, we've got to go see another musical, which I do agree <laughs> with. But I also really want to see Hamilton again. Yeah. yeah I love I it. I love it. We've seen it three times in London. And I just, oh, I'm so jealous. this is like, what happened recently? Oh, I watched the Always Sunny, episode, Always Sunny podcast episode that, that Lin Manuel Miranda was on. And then, uh, it got Hamilton in my head, so I started listening to the soundtrack, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I wanna, wanna do it." There's a bu- there are a bunch of musicals in London that I want to see. Top of my list is Back to the Future. Oh, I didn't realize I was uh, actively playing at this point. That's awesome. Yeah, the Back to the Future musical is like a stand. It's just like a, a musical in London now. Like it, it, That's it awesome. made its way into the West End, and it's just playing. I don't mm-hmm. think people expected that that would happen. But also everyone that I know that's seen it is like, this musical is incredible. And I really want to see this musical big time. So much so, like, why don't I just book tickets? I'm like, I'm good. I've opened the page. I'll look at that later on. Um, <laughs> like, I really want to go see, oh my God, some of the, oh my God, these tickets are so cheap. Oh, see, it's a sign. You're welcome. Right, that's to, that's what you need to do. do. Uh, mm-hmm. I really want to see, yeah, and there's, like, of course we have, you know, as good a musical production as anywhere else. Oh, sure. In the world, I, would, right? I would not argue that. Not even West think End about and Broadway. And like, yep. Yep. So there are tons I want to see. But for me, Hamilton is its own thing. Like, I'm not like, I want to go see a musical. We'll see Hamilton. No, we can't see any other musical. For me, it's like its own work where, like, mm-hmm. we can go see as many musicals as we want to, but I still want to see Hamilton anyway because it's like <laughs> such a special thing for me yeah. so no, i'm i'm super duper pumped and uh and this will be you know the first time that i can remember that aaron and i have had like a big fancy date night since forever right uh-huh. like you know we've we've gone out to meals and we've and even nice meals but like a true like event you know what i mean and um and so i'm, I'm just oh i'm so freaking excited and it's not until april but i'm so, i'm still so so excited 
And this got me also in a different mini topic. It got me wondering, I, I often live vicariously through you and, and Adina's travel and all of your amazing things you get to go do every year or choose, I guess, to go do every year. Uh, what, what do you got in store for 2023? I'm just that you're willing to talk about and share because I, I would like to continue to live vicariously through you. So if you said to me, Mike, you get to have whatever vacation you want to have, right? Mm-hmm. I would say to you, I want to go to Disneyland Paris. Interesting. Why, why there and not like Disney World or something? Proximity? I mean, it's just like, I want to go there. It's easy. And like, and this is realistic. Like Disney World is not realistic for me this year, I don't think. Okay. It's not. I could tell you it's not. It's not realistic for me to do this year. <laughs> Plus, I'm waiting. Like, I'm not going to go to Orlando until the Mario thing is open at Universal. Okay, And that's I'm also waiting for Tron at Disney World. Mm, yeah, we're going right? to miss Tron by like just a few weeks. I'm real sad So about I'm it. waiting for all of those things to be open and good before I even consider Disney World. So we're a couple of years away from even considering that as a possibility, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like Paris is just like, it's right there, you know? And so I want to go to Disneyland Paris. Um, they're improving it and like they continue to make it better. And it's really easy. Like, by the way, I was looking into this, Casey. You know that thing with the luggage? They do that at Disneyland Paris. Oh, when really? When you get off the train, you can just give them the luggage and go. And then when you check out of the hotel, it's waiting for you at the train station. Disneyland yeah, uh, Paris is still really old school Disney. See, like I'm they have jealous. something called Premier Access, which is like the old Lightning Lane thing. It's like incredibly expensive compared to Genie. They don't have Genie, but all of mm-hmm. this stuff's going to change. And I want to go there before this stuff starts changing. Plus, Disneyland Paris is expanding. They're getting Star Wars in the future. They're getting Frozen, which is like the only place that's going to exist. There's going to be a Frozen oh, land at Disneyland Paris. Cool. This is part of the like. Oh, we're not turning into a Disney podcast, by the way. But this is like the thing that <laughs> Are you sure? like, Star Wars was. <laughs> mistake they made the same land in different places but they're like the avengers campus is different in disneyland paris it has its own ride that Mm. the the ones in america don't have it Mm. has a an iron man it's called it's like an avengers iron man roller coaster but oh that's very interesting anyway uh, i want to go there but this is not top of the list top of the list is some kind of beach vacation Probably in Europe, maybe in the UK. Adina has wanted to do this for years and we just haven't done it. And so this takes top spot because she deserves it. And we keep, we've kept doing different things or we've had things happening in our life or coronavirus was happening. And we've never got to do this like very simple. It's I say simple, but just like not like a big production. We're going to go somewhere in Europe, go to the beach and like that be a whole thing. So that is top spot. Don't know where it's going to be. Don't know when it's going to be, but we're not going to take, we're not going to book any other quote unquote vacation until we book that one. Now Mm -hmm. we might be going to Romania a couple of times this year. I expect we will. Um, This is the on off, right? So we're like on Romania Christmas. So that's most likely. Um, Mm -hmm. There is a possibility that maybe like we host in London for that side of the family. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, Um, but that, that the plan is most likely Romania Christmas but there's also a family birthday that we'll probably want to go to in the summer. Um, and then I've got my usual things, right? So I know I'll be doing Memphis in September, right? Mm-hmm. Probably WWDC. Oh, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. I mean, there's like I a lot so. of things for me here. It's like, I don't know if I want to spend all that money again. And I'm still emotionally scarred I from the last you. one. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Outside of that, I think that's kind of all I am aware of with 
travel. Stephen is also pretty keen, and I'm keen on like a live show this year somewhere. But I don't know. I would love to be a part of um, a live show or and or the St. Jude stuff. I keep threatening to both you and Stephen that I'm going to just show up at St. Jude one year. And obviously, the last couple of years is not the time to be doing that. Yeah, but good luck, like yeah. just showing up. The security is pretty <laughs> intense. So yeah, you we'll could see, show but... up and maybe stand outside of the compound and just shout. I'll hold, I'll hold a very, very big sign that says, uh-huh. hi, hi, Mike and Stephen, we love you. Uh, but no, I, I would love to be a part of some sort of live thing. I mean, obviously, if you're doing it overseas, it's a bigger, bigger ask for for me and, and for Aaron and whatnot. But well, like, you can mentally prepare yourself for London, twenty twenty four. Is that are you putting that on the on the books? Is that ten a thing? year anniversary? You, you you heard it here first. I want to do a show in London for the ten year anniversary. You heard it here first, everybody. No, you didn't. If people were members, they've heard us talk about this for ages. We talk about it on backstage a lot. Yes, I know. But that's something I'm not, that's not committed, but that's what I want, right? Like there's a lot of things that need to happen for that to happen. I want to do it there. We did five year in, in California. We've never done a live show in the UK, which is wild that we've never done it. We've done meetups and stuff. We've never done a show and we could. And so I want to. Yeah, I, I think that would be incredible. I would love to have the excuse to like bring Aaron and maybe even the kids at that point over to London we'll and, start and thinking spend about some it time. Yeah, that, that would be amazing. So uh, may I politely request summertime then? <laughs> because otherwise it's going to be challenging. Oh, I mean, it's, it, it, the idea would be to, to meet it with the anniversary. would be August, right? Ah, uh, yes. Well, it depends on when in August because our schools are now starting like early to mid-August. It's not your problem. I'll figure I'm, it out. But, I love you. I'm not yeah, planning it's not your the problem. event not around <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Specifically, I, I'm sure it will be taken into consideration of like if we're gonna because we want to do something I guess similar to what we did in five year of like we'd love to have as many hosts as possible, mm-hmm. but it's just gonna be when it's gonna be. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds incredible. We don't have any specific plans. Uh, the list family at this point, um, you know, we we have our Disney trip that is that seems imminent. like a pretty specific plan. Well, other than that though, because that 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 is imminently happening. Uh, but but we have talked and, and kicked around the idea of of going. Well, we'll probably do another Cape Charles trip over the summer. But we've talked about maybe going to Chicago with the kids because we think they would really enjoy that. We've talked, of course, about going to New York with the kids. Um, I, I don't know what spring break is going to bring. We've kicked around the idea of going to the Caribbean, which Aaron and I have never done, and we would take the kids with that there as well. Um, you know, we, there's all sorts of different options that we have. Uh, I was thinking about a road trip to see my grandparents up in Pennsylvania, actually right outside Scranton. Um, we we may do that over the summertime. I don't know. But we don't have anything booked other than what's coming uh, imminently with Disney World. And when so, is that? Is that in March? That, no, that's this month. Oh, buddy. Awesome. So on the next episode, we'll be talking about Disney World. That is correct. And, Incredible. Uh, Can't wait. And hope, hopefully I won't have some sort of horror story about catching COVID as soon as I arrive or something like that. So it's we shall outside. see. outside. Just wear a mask yeah. and you'll be yeah. probably okay. <laughs> hope, hopefully it'll be all right. We'll see. It is Florida after all. Oh, God. But uh, but no, um, I'm, I'm super duper looking forward to that for real. Like I am crazy excited about that. But we don't have anything else like really booked because we're just we were tunnel visioned on the holiday and then now we're tunnel visioned on Disney. So uh, we just need to get through, you know, the next month and then we can start figuring out, you know, spring and summer. and summer. Yeah. The asterisk to all of my stuff is we're trying to focus on the house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? totally. And it's, it's money and time. Like 
where holidays take both of those things away of like, well, you've just spent money on a holiday and also you're not around to be able to do things to your home. Yep. It's like, yep, yep, yep. Oh, we do have one trip that I'll, I'll talk about this later on because it's like OPSEC or whatever, but there's a, it's, we're going to a friend's birthday, which is in another part of the country, so that'd be nice. Oh, cool. Well, that that is exciting. I am I am already living vicariously through you, and I am now plotting a return to London in 2024. So look what you've done. Look forward to it. This episode is brought to you by Fitbond. It's a new year, and this is typically a time where many of us consider changing up our fitness plans, especially after holiday food. <laughs> so I'm pleased to let you know that Fitbod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that is just for you. Fitbod's algorithm learns about you and your goals and your training ability to create a custom dynamic plan based on your experience and any equipment you may have. And this is all in an app that makes it incredibly easy to learn how to perform each exercise. Personal fitness isn't about competing with others. You don't want to have to look to them and try to do what they do. What you need to, is something that's going to work for you because that's when it will stick and you'll see the results that you're looking for. Everyone's fitness path is different, which is why Fitbod uses data to make sure they customize things to suit you exactly. Their powerful technology understands your training ability your, and you, what you can do with strength training. It studies your past workouts and adapts to your available gym equipment. Your training plan will maximize fitness gains by intelligently varying intensity and volume between sessions. Overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact results. That's why Fitbod tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine. The Fitbod app is so simple to use with over 1,400 video tutorials which are really awesome. They're shot from multiple angles, which I love. So you can make sure that learning every exercise is a breeze and it integrates with your Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatch and apps like Strava, Fitbit and Apple Health. I really like the way it works with the Apple Watch. So like if you've been doing, if you've done certain exercises before, maybe you already know how to do them. Maybe they're part of like the overall plan that they're giving you. So you can just adjust it when you're on the, when you, with your Apple Watch. So you can be like, all right, I can see I've got to do uh, 10 reps of this in two sets. Great. I'll just go for it. Do it. And then like, what's the next exercise? And it shows you right on your watch. So you can leave your phone in the corner or whatever. It's super great. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but Fitbod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me slash analog. So go now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash analog and you'll get 25% off your membership. That's fitbod.me slash analog for 25% off. Our thanks to Fitbod for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. So as always, we should round out with some recommendations. Um, but can I interrupt our recommendations? Well, you can make a recommendation. For, this well, can yeah, be well, a recommendation too. I, but I, I, okay, fine. Can right? we just talk for a minute? Can we just talk for a minute about how freaking good Sono stuff is? It's I'm so, so happy you're on this bandwagon. It's so good. It's so good. It is so incredibly good. Uh, a friend of mine actually just sent me a picture. I think it was yesterday. He sent me a text with a picture of a bunch of boxes, and it was clear that the shape of one of the boxes was a sound bar and the shape of the other one, another box was a subwoofer and the shape of the third box was like rear speakers. And he said, this is your fault. <laughs> and to which I replied, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward like three or four hours and the, the same guy sends me a text and he's like, oh my gosh, this sounds so good. It's like watching something in HD for the first time 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We don't need to belabor this. I did a long, not what's the, what's the happy version of a rant. I don't know, but I did a long monologue about this on ATP a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, and I just love it so much. And yep. now I just want to have Sonos speakers in every freaking room. I'm one of those idiots that you hear about. So, like, oh yeah, I'm sure it's so great. And oh, look at me. I have it in every room. Well, I don't have it in every room, but I want it in every room. It's mm-hmm. so good. Oh, I, I was listening to you talk about it. Was this on Upgrade like a week or two ago? Is that right? I don't remember. Uh, probably on the Upgrade is actually. Maybe that's what it was. Um, but one way or another, I was listening to you talk about it. And um, I was a little grumpy that you hadn't like sent me a text about it, speaking of maintaining friendships, and talked about it already with me. But I was excited to instead send you a text and tell you, not only is it so good, but you should buy these 800 other things because you don't have them yet. We did speak about it ages ago. Did we? Yeah. Uh, then my memory's just garbage. When, I, when, same I, as it when ever I got the stuff, we were talking about it. Uh, okay, that's my mistake then. I take it this all back. ages ago. Like I got the stuff before we even moved. That's what it was. Okay, that's why I didn't remember because yep. you hadn't like installed any of it or anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know if you have anything to add about that, but oh god, it's just so good. It just works so well, and it's so nice, and it sounds so good, and it does. It's like Apple at its heyday. Mm-hmm. You know, there like every great once in a while, I'll have a small issue with something or whatever, but it it, it just works. It just works. All right, so I love I love my Sonos stuff too. I'm all in on it, right? Like, um, yes, it's great. Uh, we have. The move, that's the big one, mm-hmm. right? I believe that's around. right. Yes, and we got that at the moment. And like, we I haven't set up my home pods since we moved, and I'm just using that to the Apple TV. I'm gonna get a sound bar eventually. We've got to get everything mm-hmm. set, mm-hmm. got to get like the TV mounted on the wall, that kind of stuff. I haven't done any of it. Um, and we've got two ones and a five. Mm-hmm. How do you like the ones versus the fives? Because, and I ask because. So we have ones as our rear speakers, but that that's not really a good test, right? Because it's just doing, you know, like uh, surround mm-hmm. duty. And I've been wondering if if and when, really when, I start adding speakers in other rooms, is the is a single one sufficient for like an average sized room, or am I going to get way better results over the five? From my experience, and I'm no expert, a one for me feels as good as original HomePod, like. Like, okay, right. Okay. Like we use mm. ones primarily for music. The only reason we have the five is because I've plugged my turntable into it. And uh, now okay. I yep, can yep, play, yep, yep. which is just, it blows my mind that if I put a record on my turntable and press play, I can play that music through the whole home. Everywhere. Yeah. How cool is that? So, it's so great. nuts. So it great. Is, uh, <laughs> so nuts. It works so well with Apple Gear, right? Because they use AirPlay and everything. The well, app, AirPlay 2, the specifically. The app is just like, I can't even understand how it's as good as it is, like how it can integrate multiple music streaming services from multiple people into one view and you can choose your music that way. And it's so easy to like, I'm listening to it here. Now I want to listen to it on these three. Or when you adjust the volume and you can adjust the volume individually of every speaker. Mm-hmm. What, what this product is, is like it's made by people that really understand how people want to listen to audio in their homes. Yep. And it's so good. And I love it. The only thing I wished I had was like, I want there to be a screen that shows me what's playing all the time. It's the uh, only yeah. thing that I'm missing. Yeah. They used to have a big controller. That's how it used to be before. Oh, I didn't know that. When it was called the Sonos controller, I think. It was a big physical thing. Because remember, Sonos predates iPhone. Ah, oh, that's true. That's true. So they used to have a physical controller that had a little screen and it showed you what was playing. And that was how you controlled the Sonos in your home. Huh. I didn't know that. And I wish that there was something like that. And like, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. could 
I may like get a device and like it's just always got the app open and it's always plugged in, but that feels kind of clunky. I wished that they even just had an iOS widget, but they mm. don't, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, they don't have something for that. And and I wish that there was something that I could do where I could just always look at a fixed place in the home to be like, what's playing right now? Yeah. I almost wonder if you retire like your existing, uh, I almost said Mac mini, your existing iPad mini, if you could set something like that up somewhere. I mean, it's it's a just this ridiculous thing, use of like, an iPad mini. It's but, too much, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's fair. So that's why like, I'd at least like a widget, right? But, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. or like... You know, we have an Echo Show, and it would be great if I could do it there. But you, they have a Sonos app on the Echo, but it's like not good. It also doesn't do what I want. Like, so yeah, I, I, I wish that there was a an easy way to do that. Like, you know, you see people make these like Raspberry Pi things or whatever, and they're a little screen. Like, that's what I want, but I don't think it's even possible to do that for Sonos. Um, maybe like some kind of weird Android. I don't know. Like, I, I wish that that existed. If anybody knows how to do that, get in touch with me. Yeah, I'd be I'd be interested as well. I don't have the need as desperately as you, but I, I would be interested as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some recommendations. Uh, let me start with uh, Letter Kenny, which I've talked about many, many, many times. Possibly, it's it's easily my top five favorite TV shows. Uh, their new season premiered on Christmas or Boxing Day, depending on where you live. I'm only a couple of episodes in. It's not my favorite season of all time by any means, but it's good. It's it's mm-hmm. I am laughing out loud many times each episode. Uh, strongly recommend it. Um, I've become aware of, I think it was through um, Song Exploder. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's either Sampa the Great or Sampa the Great. I forget how you, what the correct pronunciation is. Um, she is an African, I forget where, I want to say Zimbabwe. I hope I have that right. Zambian. Uh, uh, six, thank you. Sorry. Thank you for the correction. Uh, a Zambian, and that's, honestly, I might even have that wrong, but go with the spirit of what I'm saying here. I believe she's a Zambian artist. Um, I'm looking that, at it. Oh, okay. Wonderful. I thought you were just correcting me. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, um, so she's a Zambian artist who spent a lot of time in Australia, and um, she did a really, really good uh, song exploder, if memory serves, and then was also recently on Tiny Desk. Uh, but I've been listening to some of her stuff. Again, remember, I'm I'm not a lyrics person. I am a music person, uh, but the music is really, really good. Um, the lyrics, I think, are typically not the sort of thing you would want to play in front of a child, but um, but they are really good as well. Would you like to cover our mutual thing now, or would you yeah, like to save that till no, the end? Let's do it now. Okay. I had the joy a couple of uh, on New Year's Eve. We're like, what should we watch while we're waiting for it to, the the clock to strike? Mm-hmm. And I opened up Disney Plus and I saw Encanto live, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh hell yes! <laughs> Why? Thank you very much. Yep. This is an stupendously good live show that they did at the Hollywood Bowl where they brought Mm -hmm. basically the whole cast together and sang all the songs from Encanto and it is unbelievable. I think I cried for about half an hour. It was (laughs) so good. So good. It really is. So good. And I watched afterwards, I watched the Coco one. They also did one in Coco, which is nice. Oh, I didn't know that. It's not as good. The way I saw this is like Lin-Manuel Miranda said, I would like to do the Hollywood Bowl live show, but I would like to spend all of the money you have on making it happen. (laughs) And they really did. And it is, oh, it is so good. I love this movie so much and I want to rewatch it. I won't rewatch it now because I just watched this, right? But like, oh my God, it is so good. And oh, I did not appreciate how incredibly talented Stephanie Beatrice is. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. I I see I was I knew she was the voice, right? But I wasn't sure if she was singing all the songs. They do this with Disney movies sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But she was also like doing all the acting and like mm-hmm. like oh, this is so good. Yep. It, it it is phenomenal. I loved it. We actually also put it on uh, New Year's Eve just on a lark. I had known that it was a thing for only a day or two before. Like, I don't remember how I caught wind of it, but um, we put it on on a lark New Year's Eve and we were like, oh, 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 this is really good. And then when mm-hmm. our friends came over that, that, like I talked about, we were like, hey, you guys need to watch this because it's really freaking good. So we basically watched it back to back. And oh, my word, it is so excellent. It's only like 45 minutes or something like that. You know, it's not the entire movie. It's like you said, it's the songs from the movie. Just the songs. Yeah. So this is not something you should watch if you haven't seen Encanto. If you've not seen Mm -hmm. Encanto, I recommend watching that movie. Concur. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then give it maybe a couple of weeks and then watch this because it might be a bit too much. But yeah, the the presentation of it was just incredible. The songs are so good. Uh, Like It reminded me of when we watched it because it came out last year and we were watching it in Romania, right? Um, And I remember at the time where it was like, I think it was, there was like one of the songs was on. I was like, this sounds a little bit like Hamilton. And then the, the uh, song about pressure, right. Came mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, let me just check this. Like, yep. Yes. This, this is <laughs> Limo Miranda. Cause I didn't know. Yeah. Like, yeah I didn't yeah. really know anything about Encanto when we watched it last time at like the first time. And yeah, my gosh, so good. Loved it. So good. Yep. And uh, your next recommendation, uh, I, ha- I have some thoughts about this as well. Actually, both of your next ones I have some thoughts about. So tell me, what, what are you recommending? Spirited, which is the um, Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds Christmas movie on Apple TV+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay, fantastic. So everyone I've spoken to agrees that it's fantastic. Aaron and I watched it, I don't remember what day, but it was a couple of days before Christmas, and thought it was fine. And I wonder if we just weren't in the right headspace because everyone we've spoken to about this says that we're bananas and that it was amazing. So I I don't know what my problem is. I, I, and Aaron and I have said, you know, next Christmas, we're definitely going to give it another shot. I think it's an instant Christmas classic and I don't, so you don't have to like it and that's fine. But like, you know, we watched it. I was like, I don't know how they did that. Like, I don't know how in 2022, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell created a Christmas classic movie. Like (laughs) it's hilarious and fantastic. And the music is incredibly good. And like, you know, there's some twists and turns in it. Like, it's a great movie. Like, it's one that, like, I can't wait to watch next year. Like, it's going to become part of my Christmas rotation of movies, I think. Yeah, I I was I was kind of blown away by it, to be honest. Yeah, and everyone, everyone I've spoken to said the same thing. And I freaking love Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. I love them. So I don't know what my problem is. But uh, but no, I, I need to give it another shot. Maybe you just weren't in the mood for a musical that day because it wasn't clear maybe, that it was going to be one. I think that is very much part of the problem because I had no idea it was a musical when we started. Yeah, see, I just I heard did. that it was good. I okay. did know that because I, mm-hmm. I follow Ryan Reynolds on Instagram and was like seeing like they were posting stuff. I think this was supposed to come out Christmas 2020. Oh, really? I didn't or know Or Christmas that. 2021. Like, it was a, it was locked. Like, the production was shut down. So, like, mm-hmm. it's at mm-hmm. least one year late, this movie, than what it gotcha. was supposed to be. Yeah, I got I to gotta try it again. Yeah, my final recommendation is Knives Out, Glass Onion. Mm. Oh, so, I, we, we, just, 
we just I rewatched. Do the, <laughs> no, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. We just rewatched the original Knives Out just a few days ago in preparation to. Oh. And I know they're mostly not the same story, or that's about all I know, and that's all no, I want to know. Great. I mean, I but, didn't watch it because I was too excited for for Glass Onion, but mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea to watch Knives Out and then watch Glass Onion. And it's funny, actually. Speaking of things that I was not bowled over by, I thought Knives Out was good when I saw it. You know, like oh, a year or two ago, whenever it first came out. But no, and then I, when we rewatched, I was like, "Wow, that was actually really good." It's <laughs> like, a great. Movie. I was wrong the first time. And I will say, Glass Onion does a thing that is very rare, which is I think it's better than the original. That's all I'll say because I don't want to spoil it for you. Thank you. Um, I, maybe the last thing I'll say. Last thing I'll say is it's quite clear that Netflix gave this movie a higher budget than the original had. Oh, it just, I didn't think the original struck me as particularly low budget nope. by any stretch. But when of you watch this one, you're like, oh, <laughs> you can put more money into a movie like this. Yeah, that's fair. No, I'm excited to see it. I don't the know whole when we're cast is fantastic but. in this one. And like, I'm super excited. I think they're doing at least one more, mm-hmm. probably more. And like, what I love about it is I love Daniel Craig, and I feel like this is his retirement tour. This this movie franchise. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I just feel like he's decided, like, I did this very serious thing for a really long time, and now I want to have fun. Because, like, why does he have that accent? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And I just feel like it's Daniel Craig just like, yeah, all right. Uh, I'll be the colonel. Like, what do you want from me? You know? Yeah, It's funny because I'm an American, but I am nowhere near that accent. And to my American years, it's a pretty reasonable, like, you know, New Orleans style drawl to my ears. I'm sure I'm not correct in that. But to my ears, having never spent any time in New Orleans and thereabouts, it doesn't sound bad. Quick aside. Do you know what I realized? I was, you know, I do the same thing I always do and probably most people do. And I went spelunking through like IMDb and Wikipedia as I was watching um, Knives Out. Did you know that Daniel Craig was with the um, the girl from Love Actually, the the receptionist from Love Actually, the one that's trying to get with um, the boss, oh, Alan Rickman. Uh, so Heike McCutch, that okay. he was the Daniel Craig in real life was with this lady for what like almost ten you years. They, or something they were like that. in a relationship. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah I was also I surprised no when recently I found out that he was married to Rachel Weisz. Yeah, well, I did know that. I did know that. Yeah, I had no idea that the the uh, Heike, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I had no idea that, that the two of them were together for a long time, which is bananas. It's love, actually, man. Great movie, as we've spoken about before. I also didn't know, because I'm now looking at his Wikipedia page, that in 2019, Craig announced he had attained American citizenship. Oh, well, look at that. He has some kind of honor. I'm, someday he'll become Sir Daniel Craig, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. I, I hope he's a nice guy in real life. He seems like he's not a bad dude. I, hope I so. think it, I hope. my kind of impression of him is he seems like a nice guy who gets grumpy about things. And like, I can 100% understand that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just feel like, yeah, Indeed. I get it. I, I will say a fantastic thing to watch is the special features of No Time to Die. There is a documentary of his time as Daniel Craig, which is a conversation between him and, oh, the current, like, what is the lady's name? Who, but is it Barbara Broccoli? Yeah, Bob, that's it. Oh, the, the Bob Barbara Broccoli. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Michael G. Wilson, who was the producer of No Time to Die. I think it's the three of them. And they sit down and, like, ha- having a conversation, talking about him as Dan, as James Bond, and, like, how difficult it was and how much he cared about it, but how hard it could be. And, like, and while they're doing that, they're, like, showing footage of different, like, 
behind the scenes stuff is fantastic. And it, it really made me appreciate even more like how good he was as James Bond and like the mm-hmm. work that he put in. It's called Being James Bond, the Daniel Craig story. I think that's the name of it, according to IMDb. And hmm. it was Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. That's it. And then there's interviews with people that he's worked with and all that kind of stuff. It's it's really good. It's 45 minutes long. Uh, if you care about James Bond and care about Daniel Craig, I recommend it. Um, but obviously, watch the movies first because it's just <laughs> full of spoilers. Indeed. He is a CMG. I don't know what that means, but uh, he is a CMG apparently. It means that he's had a like honor, we call mm-hmm. it, but not yet a night. That's also the uh, ticker for Chipotle on the stock exchange, if I'm not mistaken. Chipotle Mexican Grill, CMG. That is such a weird thing to just know offhand. <laughs> Do you own Chipotle stock, Casey? Is think, that what yeah, you're we, saying? We have a, like a one sh- I think actually we literally have one share, which we bought right before there was a big E. coli outbreak. Why would you just want one share in Chipotle? Because it was like $600 or something like that. It was bananas how expensive it was. But then why would you want it? Because I thought Chipotle had a long, prosperous life ahead of it. With one share? Like how much well, prosper hey man, you did never you think know. you were going to get? Hey, you never know. What one share of Apple from '84, whatever, is worth like eleven billion dollars. You never but know. But that's like the one time that you can make that as <laughs> well, like a you right. Never know. Like that's like the one company in history where you can be like, oh, if I bought one share, then see. But you're, I'd be you're making rich. fun of me. You're making fun of me for the wrong reason because what I just said to you was we bought this right before the E. coli outbreak. So our one share that we paid like six hundred dollars for was worth like fifty bucks for like yeah, two years or something. If I'm like thinking that. about if I'm this wasn't like the first E. coli outbreak. Well, all right, like gosh. so like. Buying shares in Chipotle is not great as an idea anyway, because they can very easily get themselves into these situations. History has shown. Yes, indeed. All right, hush you, because I, I, I don't want everyone to start selling their CMG. So uh, we, we got to dabble here. in shares. We dabble. I actually haven't done, I haven't traded in months and months and months. We were doing really well with Tesla for a while. You own Tesla? Yeah. Oh, buddy. We're doing real well on it, too. We were making a killing on it. And then I held, I, I, I hodled too you, long. You diamond-handed that. <laughs> I diamond-handed that and way too much. And now paying the price. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. For a little while there, I was real smug about it, too. But, oop, the mistakes were made. 